Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for the 7th Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call of 2012. I am Monique Farmer and I will be the moderator for today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. Doug Cluck with the NOAA Central Region Climate Services out of Kansas City, we'll talk about the short and long-range precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Stephen Predmore, who is the hydrologist in charge with the National Weather Service at the Missouri River Basin Forecast Center, will provide an update on spring flooding potential across the Missouri River Basin. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, will provide an update on the Corps' reservoir release schedule. Levy repair status updates will be provided by Brett Budd, Chief of the Omaha District Systems Restoration Team. We will also receive an update on repairs from Robin Wonkum, Kansas City District Emergency Operations Center. And then we will field questions by state. Just to note, we use a force mute function during this call. To unmute your line during the call, please enter star six. This function does not work on all phones, so please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversations. I would now like to do a quick roll call for this afternoon's speakers. We'll start with Doug Cluck. Doug, are you on the line? Not exactly. Good conversation. Are you there, Doug? Yes, I'm on the call. Okay, thank you. Steve Predmore, are you on the line? Steve Predmore's on the line. Thank you, Steve. Robin Wonkum with Kansas City District, are you there? Yes, we are on the line. Thanks, Robin. Okay, a link to our press kit, which includes bios, the Missouri River Basin information and historical data, and the information that will be discussed by Doug Cluck, that can be found in your media advisory, the link to the press kit can. You can also get the press kit from our website. We also um, now offer this conference in a podcast format that can be found in iTunes. Follow the link from your media advisory to go straight to the link um, to the podcast or just go into iTunes and run a search for Missouri River Basin Water Management and you can subscribe to the podcast there. Doug Cluck with the NOAA Central Region Climate Services out of Kansas City will now provide us with the short and long-range precipitation and temperature outlook. The charts he will reference begin on page 20 of your press kit. All right. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, Doug, we hear you. Are right. you there? Okay. I am. Thank you. Um, just figuring out the mute again. Uh, hi, everybody, and thank you for uh, letting me uh, address you today. Today we're going to talk quickly about... Um, uh, um, some of the temperature and precipitation outlooks for the next uh, uh, two weeks, and then we'll go into the next month, uh, the next season, being the next three months, and uh, finally just a short um, short conversation on drought. So, looking at um, pretty much two weeks from to, two weeks from now, a, um, April 13th through the 19th, if you have the maps in front of you, you'll see that. Uh, the expectation for warmer than normal temperatures uh, is higher in the uh, mountain states of uh, Montana, Wyoming, and Colorado. 
and into the high plains of North Dakota and South Dakota. So temperatures above normal in that area from April 13th and 19th, as well as an expectation for uh, better than normal chances of precipitation, uh, again, across Montana into uh, North, North and South Dakota. Uh, that's sort of the short view of, uh, the, uh, of the climate outlook, and now we'll proceed to the April, the month of April, for a kind of a general view of how that month um, outlook shapes up. So, for the most part, temperatures for the month of April are predicted to have a greater chance of being above normal across almost the entire Missouri basin, except for. Uh, portions of Montana and northwest uh, Wyoming. That area is predicted to be near or, or have equal chances of above, below, or near normal uh, temperatures. In terms of precipitation, almost the entire Missouri Basin is, is in what we call the equal chances, or what I just described was uh, equal chances for above, below, and near normal precipitation. So not a lot of um, uh, strong feelings on which way to go in April in terms of precipitation across the basin. Uh, as we move forward to the next slide, if you have that in front of you, you'll see that uh, for the months of, for the combined months of April, May, and June, uh, for temperature anyway, the the uh, the prediction again for temperature is not to uh, is not nothing exceptional with equal chances again of uh, near equal chances of above below and near normal temperatures for that for that season as well as uh, for precipitation uh, there's a little bit of a better chance of below normal uh, precipitation. Uh, mainly in Wyoming and Colorado, and that kind of extends out into the high plains of uh, western Nebraska and portions of far western uh, Kansas. So below normal below normal precipitation for for uh, that region of the southwestern part of the Missouri Basin. Uh, the next slide is the current drought monitor and the current. Uh, U.S. seasonal drought outlook. Uh, first, we'll start with the monitor. You'll see that there has been, well, if you remember the last time we got together, uh, there was less yellow, I guess, less drought, um, incipient drought areas on the map for the Missouri Basin. Now we see that uh, almost all of North Dakota and most of South Dakota well as uh, Colorado, for that for that matter, um, have some either incipient drought or actual drought conditions going on in them. Um, that is what the monitor currently says. That is what's happening. But in terms of the outlook, uh, looking into the future for the next three months or so, uh, it does look like drier than normal conditions uh, are are likely to persist. Uh, across Colorado and maybe southern Kansas. Maybe that's not a, a big part of the Missouri Basin, but uh, in portions of the Dakotas, uh, they're, uh, they're calling for some improvement across uh, both uh, South and North Dakota. Um, with all the warm temperatures that we've had and 
below to average uh, precipitation across those areas. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if spring can um, can sort of bounce back and um, and um, wet up the soils uh, more than they have been, at least the, the top layers, as Dennis Toddy referred to the last time we had um, we had this call two weeks ago. There are still uh, increased chances of wildfire and. Um, and actually, those have been realized across a lot of uh, many portions of the um, Upper Plains states. So, um, I I did add one more link. If you have any any interest in reading about uh, pretty much most of the uh, the the Missouri Basin, the very last slide uh, shows the record warmth uh, across uh, much of the basin. Uh, mainly, that was confined to the eastern basin. Um, in the month of March, uh, it was an extraordinary month from a climate perspective uh, in terms of, 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 of warmth, and there is a news story and a link there about the record warmth in the basin um, on that slide. And at this, at this time, I'm done with my uh, presentation. Thank you, Doug. Okay, we will now move to Stephen Fredmore, and he's the hydrologist in charge with the National Weather Service at the Missouri River, I'm sorry, at the Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Stephen's biography is not in the press kit, so I will spell his name for you. It's S-T-E-V-E-N, Predmore, P-R-E, D as in David, M as in Mary, O-R-E as in Edward. He will now provide us with an update on spring flood potential across the Missouri River Basin. Good afternoon. The National Weather Service continues to project a normal risk of springtime flooding for most areas within the Missouri River Basin. An exception exists in the Dakotas where we are calling for a slightly lower than normal risk of flooding. Normal risk implies that for those locations which typically experience flooding, we expect a likelihood of flooding again this spring. For those locations which normally do not flood, we expect that flooding will be unlikely to occur this year. The April water supply forecast issued yesterday in conjunction with the National Resources Conservation Service continues to project near average mountain stream flow volumes for the April to July outlook period. The exception to that is the Platte River system where runoff volumes for both the North and South Platte Rivers are expected to run well below normal in 2012. We do not expect significant flooding due to higher elevation snowmelt in the mountains. We continue to project a greater than 50% chance for spring flooding for many of the smaller tributaries to the Missouri River downstream of Gavin's Point Dam. Rainfall received since mid-March across eastern Kansas and western Missouri has already resulted in minor to moderate flooding in many of the smaller streams. This flooding is typical for these streams and is expected to continue off and on throughout the spring. Thank you. This concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Briefing. Thank you, Steve. We will now have Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, provide us with an update on the Corps' reservoir release schedule. Uh, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us on the call today. We appreciate your participation and your role in keeping the public informed as we move into the peak runoff season. Uh, the total volume of water stored in the Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System is currently 56.9 million acre-feet, just 0 0.1 million acre-feet above the base of the annual flood control pool. 
This means that we have 16.2 of the total 16.3 million acre feet of flood control storage available. System storage fell to as low as 56.1 million acre feet in late January, 0.7 million acre feet below the base of the annual flood control pool. In February and March, we had a small increase in the volume of water stored as what little plain snowpack there was melted. And with the warm temperatures and little rain over the last several weeks, system storage has been consistently declining. Last year at this time, when we had much greater plain snowpack, the system storage was 5.8 million acre feet higher than it is today. Earlier this week, we posted the April runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on the web. And this morning, we put out a press release regarding these studies. Now I'll ask uh, two of the engineers in my office to describe uh, the runoff and reservoir release forecast in detail. We'll begin with Kevin, Kevin Stom to discuss the updated 2012 runoff forecast. Go ahead, Kevin. Thank you, Jody. Following two months of above normal runoff, the March 2012 Missouri River runoff was 2.2 million acre feet, or 78% of normal above Sioux City. Combining this observed runoff with new predictions of runoff for the remainder of the year, the April 1 runoff forecast above Sioux City is 23.4 million acre feet, or 94% of normal. This is a decrease from the March 1 forecast due to much lower than normal plain snowpack runoff, which normally occurs in March and April. In addition, overall mountain snowpack decreased as a percent of normal. Record high March temperatures occurred throughout the basin and precipitation was well below normal in the plains. As of March 1st, mountain snowpack was 97% of normal above Fort Peck and 86% of normal from Fort Peck to Garrison. As of May 5th, it was 95% of normal above Fort Peck and 83% of normal from Fort Peck to Garrison. Normally, on April 1st, 96% of the peak accumulation has occurred and mountain snowpack normally peaks on April 15th. According to Natural Resource Conservation Service reports, mountain snowpack in southern Montana and northern Wyoming has melted significant amounts of lower at lower elevations, though in northern Montana some accumulation is still occurring. Due to the lower than normal amounts of mountain snowpack and the earlier than normal snowmelt in some re regions, overall runoff during May, June, and July is forecast to be below normal and occur several weeks earlier than normal. At this time last year, mountain snowpack was 116% of normal above Fort Peck and 112% of normal from Fort Peck to Garrison and was still accumulating. Soil moisture in the basin is drier than normal um, throughout many regions, especially in the plains, while it is above normal in mountain regions due to earlier than normal snowmelt. Drought conditions have developed in the plains during the past few months according to the drought, National Drought Mitigation Center. Also considered in this forecast were the Climate Prediction Center's climate outlooks. The climate outlook for April is currently indicating increased chances for above normal temperatures throughout much of the Missouri River Basin, with the exception of an area of equal chances in Montana and northwest Wyoming. As far as precipitation goes, equal chances for above normal or below normal precipitation exists across nearly the entire Missouri River Basin. The three-month outlook which is April, May, and June, reflects equal chances for above normal, normal, and below normal temperatures in much of the upper basin. And with regard to precipitation, there is an indication that there will be an, e an increased probability 
for below normal precipitation in the central Rocky Mountains and the adjacent plains affecting the states of Wyoming, western Nebraska, Colorado, and Kansas. All information used to assemble this forecast was coordinated through other federal agencies and state and local observations, and the Corps will continue to monitor conditions throughout April and upcoming months. A more detailed summary of this April 1 forecast may be found at our Corps Water Management website. Thank you. Okay, now Joel Konopczynski will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on this current runoff forecast. Starting with Gavin's Point Dam, releases averaged 23,900 CFS in March. In mid-March, we began incrementally increasing releases out of Gavin's Point from 22,000 cubic feet per second to 28,500 cubic feet per second in support of the 2012 navigation season. Releases will be adjusted as necessary to continue to meet downstream flow targets in support of navigation. Based on our April 1st studies and utilizing the runoff conditions that were just discussed, the navigation service level, which is used to determine the support releases from Gavin's Point Dam to help provide a 300-foot wide, 8- to 9-foot deep navigation channel downstream from Sioux City, Iowa to St. Louis, Missouri, depending on the system storage conditions, we are currently providing full-service flow support for navigation, which began a April 1st at the mouth near St. Louis. Flow support for the second half of the season is based on the July 1st system storage check. Under the basic runoff forecast, we would be providing full-service flow support for the second half of the season. This will require Gavin's Point Dam releases in the upper 20 to lower 30,000 CFS range. If drought conditions continue to develop in the basin and runoff falls below projections, the navigation service levels may be lowered for the second half of the season. The navigation season length, which is our flow support for the typical navigation season that starts in mid-March and ceases near the end of November. Our navigation season length is based on the July 1st system storage check, and based on those studies, there will be a flow support for the full navigation season. The March and May spring pulses have been canceled for 2012. This is due to the variety of factors, including the 2011 flood and its impact on the existing infrastructure and ecosystem that are still being assessed, along with the ongoing review of the Independent Science Advisory Panel's report on the Gavin's Point spring pulse. Energy generation at the main stem dams. For 2012, 10 billion kilowatt hours is forecasted which is, compares to the long-term average of 10 billion kilowatt per hour. For more details on the April 1st forecast, please visit our water management website. Thank you. Okay, this is Jody Farhad again. Um, a couple other updates. Uh, we'll be holding a series of seven public meetings throughout the basin during the week of April 16th through the 20th. The purpose of these meetings is to update stakeholders on current hydrologic conditions and the planned operation of the reservoir system through the remainder of 2012. At each location, we will have a one-hour open house prior to the start of the public meeting to provide an opportunity for stakeholders to visit with us one-on-one. -on -one. Detailed information, including meeting times and locations, is included in our press release this morning and is also available on our website. Uh, second topic, uh, we've fielded a number of questions this week regarding the release of our technical analysis of the flood control storage. We had initially planned to release the report at the end of March, but encountered a few delays with the modeling. We now plan to release the results of the study next Friday, April 13th. We'll be holding conference calls with the congressional delegations and the press that morning to go over the findings of the study and to answer any questions. 
You should expect an email with the specifics of the conference calls early next week. So in summary, in terms of water management, we expect runoff in the basin this year to be slightly below normal. However, we continue to caution that conditions can change dramatically as they did last spring. The risk of snowmelt-driven flooding may be low this year, but the risk of rainfall-induced flooding remains. We encourage you to come out to our public meetings in a couple weeks, and we look forward to visiting with you very much there. Thank you, Jody. Brett Budd, the Chief of the Omaha District Systems Restoration Team, will now provide a levy repair status update. Thank you, Monique, and good afternoon, everyone. Currently, the Omaha District has 18 levy rehabilitation projects that are authorized and funded under Public Law 8499. The most critical and time-sensitive of those repairs have been completed, and we are finishing our current construction contracts. Geotechnical investigations are underway along with the sections of the levees that experienced seepage problems during the flood. Once these, investiga once these investigations are complete, we'll use uh, the information to determine what final repairs need to be made to the levees. Our goal is to have all investigations, design, and construction complete for levy repairs by the end of the calendar year. To date, 11 of the 18 levy systems have awards and ongoing construction. We anticipate awarding construction contracts in the majority of the remaining systems in the next few months. Thus far, the Omaha District has awarded contracts that total $93.7 million for levy repairs. In parallel with our effort on performing levy repairs, we've also begun engineering assessments, studies, design, and construction at all six main stem dams. Including this effort are operating projects associated with the main stem dams like the Williston Levy in Williston, North Dakota. Currently, there are $11.5 million in awarded contract work at dams and operating projects. The current estimate for all main stem dams and related flood control structure repairs is over $200 million. The goal is to have the majority of the dam repairs under contract by October 1st. Going state by state, in Montana, a Fort Peck dam, assessments using non-destructive testing are being performed on the spillway chute slabs and walls and also on the emergency spillway gates. In addition, the Omaha District is looking at conducting a flow test this summer through the spillway chute to determine the performance level of sub-drainage systems beneath the concrete slabs. A meeting to gain input from the public and tribes is taking place on April 16th at 1 p.m. at the Fort Peck Interpretive Center following the spring water management meeting scheduled earlier the same day. The Omaha District is also conducting an investigation analysis of the plunge pool located at the end of the spillway chute to determine the best options for reducing erosion seen at the pool during high releases such as what was seen last summer. In North Dakota, the Williston Levee, assessments of the existing relief wells and subsurface undersea peaches underway. These tests will help us determine what follow-on repairs are needed at the levee. Additionally, a contract award is anticipated next week to construct ramps restoring the crest of the levee to its original design elevation and repairs and resurfacing of the road at the toe of the levee. More than 300,000 cubic yards of material will be moved in this effort. At Garrison Dam, an assessment of the spillway slab conditions is ongoing and includes the use of ground penetrating radar. On April 16th, the Omaha District will be issuing a request for proposal for a design bill contract to make repairs to the 28 spillway gates, including painting, wire rope replacement, weld repair, sill replacement, and other minor items. In South Dakota, at Oahe, Fort Randall, Big Ben, and Gavin's Point Dams, assessments are being conducted on the spillway slab conditions at all four slabs, including the use of ground penetrating radar. 
At Oahe Dam on April 16th, the Omaha District will be issuing a request for proposal for a design bill contract to make repairs to Oahe's eight spillway gates, including painting, wire rope replacement, wall repair, sill replacement, and other minor items. At Pier, a $2.7 million construction contract has been awarded to repair the Pier Causeway. A large portion of the causeway washed away in the flood of 2011. A contractor will coordinate with the city of Pier to allow the city to repair its utility lines, including a water main that were located in the, in the causeway structure. At Big Bend Dam, the left Telrace campground sustained substantial damages to roads, camp pads, and the site's electrical system. The opening of this popular campground and its adjoining parking area will be delayed until July 1st to allow roughly $1 million in repairs to take place. A contract, contract for campground repairs is anticipated to be awarded later this month and will be completed prior to the July 1st date. At Gavin's Point Dam, a $661,000 contract has been awarded to repair recreation access roads at the project. In Iowa, levy L624-627 at Council Bluffs. All critical repairs of the 28th Street and Veterans Memorial Bridge pump stations are substantially complete with just minor work remaining. This contract was modified to include drainage structure and repairs at seven additional locations. All those projects are now complete. Geotechnical investigations are ongoing. Levy L611614 south of Council Bluffs. Two construction contracts were awarded thus far in the system. The first to uh, construct five seepage berms and restore scour area was substantially completed March 5th. The second contract for installation of relief wells is 35% complete and on schedule to reach completion by June 1st. Geotechnical investigations are underway. Levy L575 near Hamburg. Critical repairs at all three breaches are complete. On March 13th, Omaha District ordered a $4.5 million modification for inline reconstruction of roughly one mile of levee section to repair a slope failure north of the lower breach. On March 15th, the district awarded a $3.1 million modification to construct additional seepage berm and other levee repairs at non-breach locations. On March 27th, a $12.9 million contract was awarded for construction of a three-mile setback levee north of Highway 2. Geotechnical investigations are ongoing along the entire length of the levee. In Missouri, levy L550 near Rockport. The contractor is substantially complete at both breach locations. The final erosion control and levee surfacing is ongoing at the lower breach and includes installation of tow drains and stability berms were needed. Work has now substantially shifted to seepage berms, scour areas, and placement of riprap at the breach locations. At levy L536 south of Rockport, Construction of a setback levee at this critical repair is substantially complete. Additional armoring of the levee with riprap began on February 28th. Geotechnical investigations are ongoing. In Nebraska, levee L624-627 in Omaha, all critical repairs have been completed. Ongoing work includes installation of new flap gates on discharge pipes at the Kinder Morgan and Riverview pump stations. All soil borings for geotechnical investigations have been completed. Once rights of entry are received through the City of Omaha from the Burlington Northern Railroad, we will begin work at the Jones Street Pumping Station and pressure grounding of the Omaha flood wall. Levy R613 south of Bellevue. The construction contract for initial repairs was completed on April 3rd. A purchase order for seeding the Papillion Creek right bank, the Missouri River right bank, and the Platte River left bank was completed on March 26th. A $39,000 construction contract was awarded on March 9th 
for the removal of sorry that was April 9th for the removal and replacement of Tim, well, March 9th. <laughs> anyway, a $39,000 construction contract was awarded for the removal and replacement of timber piles. <laughs> Levy R616 south of Bellevue. Seating and flap gate cleanout was substantially completed on March 27th. Geotechnical testing has been completed, been completed on both R613 and 616. The results are being analyzed to determine the additional repairs that are required. Levy R573 south of Nebraska City. On February 14th, Omaha District awarded a task order to repair scour holes, construction of seepage berms, slope repairs, and seating. Construction activities are ongoing and are estimated at 25% complete. All geotechnical investigations on R573 are complete. For additional information updates, please see the Omaha District webpage under the Flood 2011 repair links. Thank you, and back to you, Mike. Thank you, Brett. We will now move to Robin Wonkum of the Kansas City District Emergency Operations Center. She will provide us an update of the status of levy repairs downstream. Thank you, Monique. We, the Kansas City District had 57 requests for assistance received. Of those, 53 levy rehab projects have been identified to complete. Four projects have been denied due to minimal damages. Our rough order of magnitude of damages remains at 42 million, approximately. Eight of the 31 contracts anticipated for award have been awarded for approximately $8.13 million. Solicitation announcements have been posted for several projects and will, bids will be coming in soon. In the state of Kansas, the Clyde, Kansas project, bids received on 13 March are still under review. Contract is pending award. For the R471-460 project, this construction contract was awarded on 9 February to Cajun contractors of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The rock removal at the NRCS wetland scour is completed and currently filled with soil. Topsoil placement on, is ongoing on several under seepage berms. Overall, this project is 20% complete with a completion date estimated at 21 June of 2012. The Kansas Department of Corrections this contract was awarded to AJL Precision on 5 April for $877,000. Pre-construction meeting will be held on Monday, April 9th with mobilization activities on 23 April. Walcott Drainage District, Sections 1, 2, and 3. The solicitation is posted on FedBizOps and bids are due on April 19th. In the state of Missouri, Union Township project was awarded to Idecker Incorporated of St. Joe, Missouri on 16 February. The, the upstream most setback is 100% complete. Work is progressing on the second downstream setback. Overall, this project is 20% complete with a construction completion date of 21 June. Polk County number nine, this project solicitation was, is posted on FedBizOps. Bids are due today. Cannon Drainage District and Kimsey Holly Creek. This project was awarded to ESI of Kansas City, Missouri for the repair of breaches and erosion repairs. Notice to proceed was issued on March 23rd. The first in-place breach repair is substantially complete. The upstream most setback is approximately 75% complete, and the third crew is placing material in the next downstream breach. Overall, this project is approximately 12% complete with a completion date of July 25th. L455, this contract was awarded with the R471-460 contract. Seeding operations have begun on, on the each of the under seepage berms. 
and a preparatory meeting has been held for the parking lot replacement near Contrary Lake. Rushville Sugar Lake, this contract was awarded on 30 January. Notice to proceed was issued on 1 February. Level of protection was achieved on 18 March. The project is approximately 97% complete with seeding and mulching activities remaining to be completed. The construction completion date is scheduled for 31 May. Bean Lake, a construction contract award on 10 February to TJC Engineering of Louisville, Kentucky. Notice to proceed was issued on 14 February. Five of the seven breaches have been closed. This project is approximately 50% complete. Construction complete is scheduled for 28 June. L400 and L408, this contract was awarded to TL Enterprises on March 23rd. Notice to proceed was issued on April 5th. Contractor will be mobilizing equipment to the site on April 9th with a construction completion date of 4 June. Wakanda, a construction contract was awarded to Idecker Incorporated of St. Joe, Missouri on Monday, January 23rd. The level of protection was achieved on 15 March with erosion repair and seeding still remaining to complete. This project is approximately 35% complete with a scheduled completion date of 1 May. This concludes the Kansas City District's uh, update for the Lower River Basin. Thank you, Robin. Okay, just a reminder to everybody that these calls are recorded in their entirety and they can be retrieved from the Corps' website or from iTunes by no later than close of business today. Questions will now be fielded by state for the Corps, for Doug Cluck, and for Steve Predmore. We will begin with the state of Nebraska, and we'll just open it up today for everybody, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, and press. If you have a question, press star six to ask your question. Anybody on the line with the state of Nebraska with the question? Okay, if not, we will move on to the state of Iowa. Congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, and press, anybody on the line with a question, please press star six to come off mute. Iowa's here, but no questions. Okay, thank you. All right, we will move on to the state of Missouri. Questions for congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, or press, it's star six to come off mute. Anybody on the line with the state of Missouri with questions? Hi, uh, yeah, I want to ask a question. Um, okay, I'm can you? Can TV you, station in Northwest Missouri, it's a KQTV. Okay, and your name, please? It's uh, Alex Hassel. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to uh, ask Mr. Treadmore about the, the flood outlook for, I, I guess, specifically for Northwest Missouri. Uh, Given all those circumstances uh, going on right now and what you have ahead, uh, what, what do you think could happen here? There's a, I mean, there's been a lot of people that's been dealing with this the last few years. What does this year look like? Uh, as I stated earlier, we uh, project a normal risk of springtime flooding for uh, uh, Missouri, and uh, that means areas that typically flood uh, due to, to rainfall events can experience that again. Uh, we've already had some of that in the last couple of weeks, as you are probably aware, uh, some of the streams in northwest Missouri and north-central Missouri uh, experienced minor uh, flooding and a couple of sites moderate flooding uh, due to uh, recent rainfall. Uh, everything is now below flood stage. There is always the potential uh, in the state of Missouri 
and in the lower part of the basin to have spring and summer thunderstorms that result in uh, local he locally heavily, heavy rainfall as, and then uh, result in flooding. So uh, what we typically experience here in Missouri is what we've had um, in the last couple of weeks, uh, and we expect this will continue on this spring. How would you compare what's up ahead to, to last year? Well, last year the flooding that occurred through the state of Missouri was primarily a result of snowmelt in the upper part of the basin. Um, there really wasn't much rainfall activity that resulted in flooding um, last year, and I think this year it's going to be different. Obviously, we don't have the snowmelt runoff occurring this year that we had last year, so uh, if we do have flooding this year, it'll be just be due to the typical rainfall events that we get in the spring. That's great. That's all I needed from you. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Is there anyone else with the state of Missouri on the line with questions for either the Corps, Doug Cluck, or Steve Fredmore? It's star six to come off mute. Okay, we'll move to the state of Kansas. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press with questions for state of Can from the state of Kansas. State of Wyoming, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press with questions. It's star six to come off mute. State of North Dakota, Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. If you have a question, press star six to come off mute. This is Sean Jassel with North Dakota Division of Homeland Security. Uh, no questions, and everybody have a happy Easter. Thanks, Sean. Anybody else with state of North Dakota on the line that has a question? Okay, we'll move to South Dakota. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. If you have a question, press star six to come off mute. Hi, this is Tony Mangan at KCCR. Hi, Tony. Um, just a quick question, and maybe I missed this, but are you releasing the same level of water out of the Hawaii Reservoir as you did last year? Currently, you mean? You're right, currently. The same time last year? Yes. Um, I'd have to look at the specific numbers, Tony, but last year by this time we had... Um, begun to evacuate some water out of the reservoir system uh, in anticipation of the high runoff. So uh, just guessing off the top of my head, I'm thinking our releases are probably lower this year than they were last year at this time. You know, and I know I know that, you know, you've talk, Jody, you've talked about how, you know, you always keep saying things could change. But at this point in the year, Excellent. how much would things have to change for it to get as bad as last year? Well, I think at this point in time it would be uh, very difficult to get as bad as last year um, just because we don't have that plain snowpack. And if you look back, uh, we gained about, I think it was about 8 million acre feet of storage in the months of March and April due to the plain snowmelts runoff. And as I mentioned, we're currently 5.8 million acre feet lower than we were a year ago. So um, even if we get heavy rains and if the snow would start to accumulate at a higher rate, um, I, it's very, very unlikely we'd see anything like we did last year. Given the dry conditions that we're seeing here and, and I'm sure elsewhere, when do you start talking, you know, water conservation? 
because of, of dry conditions. Um, you know, we will uh, use the drought conservation measures that are included in the master manual, um, and basically what that does is it uh, reduces service to navigation and other downstream uses based on the July 1st storage check if the reservoir level, you know, falls between now and then. So um, that's our plan. Um, and back to your first question about Oahe's releases. They're actually very close to what they were uh, at, at this time last year right now. Uh, last year in April, we averaged uh, 26,000 release out of Oahe, and we're on about that same release today. But But we did... Uh, step up releases during the month last year. And 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 and, and thank you for that. But the, the the other question I would have as a follow up then is if you have the same level of releases, but you don't have as much water as as there is right now, as far as uh, you know coming into a runoff, should you not be releasing? You know, having less releases, or I mean, why would they be equal, given that it's not as bad as far as you have as much water in storage at this point? Well, our releases today out of Gavin's Point and then that backs up through the, the other reservoirs are uh, focused on providing navigation flow support. So we're needing this release of 28,500 out of Gavin's Point, which is backed up with a release of about 26,000 out of Oahe to meet those navigation targets. Last year at this time, we had as much as 50,000 CFS coming out of the James Vermillion and Big Sioux Rivers from the snowmelt. So um, you know, we did not, we weren't making releases to meet navigation targets last year. So that's they're really two different um, situations last year and this year. Okay, so you're you're meeting it for navigation this year. That's right. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Tony. Do we have anyone else on the line with the state of South Dakota who has questions? It's star six to come off mute. Okay, moving to the state of Montana. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press, if you have a question, please press star six to come off mute and ask your question. One more time for the state of Montana. Okay, do we have any national press on the line with questions? Do we have any final questions before we conclude today's call? All right, due to the spring public meetings that are scheduled for the week of April 16th, the date and time of the next call will be announced at a later date. Please visit our website and click on the newsroom link to find the spring public meeting schedule if you would like to attend our spring public meetings. An updated media advisory will be distributed once the date for the next call has been set. Please stay tuned for that. I'd like to thank everyone for participating on today's call. We are now adjourned. Thank you.